Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, On The Pace with Michael Guerin this morning. Thank you for joining us, uh, courtesy of Harness Racing New South Wales, to talk all things harness racing in the next half an hour. Hope the weekend was successful on the punt. It is Breeders' Challenge Week here in New South Wales. That's this Sunday. It's a day meeting. Family Day at Menangle. Great day to get along if you get the chance. And at noon today, so not too far from now, hour and a half away, we have the barrier draws done at Harness Racing New South Wales for some of those big races. We'll talk to some of the key participants involved during the next half an hour. Talk to the very inform. Will Rickson, who won a treble on Saturday night and heads to the races today to try and find us a winner. And later on, something a bit different. Tony Hurlihy, champion New Zealand driver, is on track at Ashburton. Now, they have a mega meeting today with some of the best horses in Australasia because it's Labor Day over in New Zealand and therefore a public holiday. So they have a giant meeting there. Tony's going to dial in to try and find us a winner. A winner three times on Saturday night at Menangle was Will Rickson. Good morning to you, Will, and congratulations, mate. A Saturday night treble, not easy to come by. Morning, Nick. Yeah, thanks very much. It was um, it was a really good night, and um, yeah, it was uh, a big thrill. Mate, you've been absolutely flying in the sulky. Is that your first Saturday night treble, or do I remember you having something similar a few months ago? Yeah, through, through the winter, um, I was able to get, had a good night and was able to get three on a Saturday night. Um, so yeah, that was probably about, about three months ago. So um, yeah, I've been blessed with some great opportunities this season, and um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Let's bounce through a couple of them before we talk about today's meeting. Firestorm Red won the first on the card, and these days trained by Jared Elchin. Wonderful old horse. Like he's been round forever, and he's had his issues along the way, but he's done a super job. And to think it, the other night it was start 122 or something like that, and still having the will to win. Yeah, that's one of his best... Um one of his best attributes because he's um he's just tries so hard and he's a real gentleman to drive he gives you everything he's got and um anything you want him to do it's not an issue um whether you want to sit him up or or, or sort of drive him drive him forward um yeah it was it was a good win the other night he had to burn hard early and um still able to hold him off so um yeah it was a good win you also won on dance and deliver trained by your dad peter rickson um this was a bit of a surprise on the tote. Was it as a bigger surprise to the family? Oh, not not really. Actually, like yes and no. He's always shown a bit. Um, he's always shown a bit to mum and dad at home, and um, he's put in some good runs. Um, he's a funny sort of horse. He's he's been the bridesmaid a bit through his career and run some good races, running places. But I think he might be the sort of horse to be, you know, in stronger company driven with cover he seems to suit him more with a genuine tempo and um, yeah mum and dad just were happy with his work and and put the the hood on for the first time which also I think made a bit of a difference he traveled really well so um, it was no surprise that he qualified in the final and and, and run a really good race but um, 
to, to get over the top and win like he did was probably yeah, a nice surprise. Well, this may be one of the more unusual doubles in Menangle history. You drove Firestorm Red to win the first race on the card at start 125. You drove our Uncle Jim uh, to win the last race on the card at start 126. So that doesn't happen every day of the week. Um, I'm not sure you should be getting driving fees for these. Well, some of these horses could go out and drive themselves. Yeah, they've been around a while and... um... You know, it's probably good credit to their trainers. You know, Pius on Red went 52 mile and and our Uncle Jim went 51 and a piece. So, I mean, to have that many starts and still be so fresh in their legs and run such good races, it's a, it's a credit to their trainers that look after them very well. Well, that's three wins on a Saturday night. You've had a stellar season. Um, we're getting toward the back end of the season. There's sort of two months to go. How would you sum up where your career's at at the moment and, and, and what's the next step for Will Rickson? Because a lot of people listening to the show, they know the family name. They wouldn't have known your name three years ago and all of a sudden, you know, you're at the top of the premiership or close enough to it. Yeah, sort of just trying to take every day as it comes, Mick. I'm trying to keep improving. Um, you know, there's always plenty of improving you can do in this sport and... Um, just going to keep working hard at it and trying to keep get the good opportunities from the good trainers, which I've been lucky enough to get. So, um, yeah, day by day, I love I love being in big races. So if we can continue to be in some big races and you know winning races all over the countryside, um, I'll be happy. Who's your go-to man or woman? Will like everybody has somebody they ask if they're doing the right thing, and obviously both your mum and dad drive everybody in your family drives but also you've got some very close mates who are excellent drivers themselves who would you describe as somebody who's mentoring you at the moment or somebody you would ring if you're driving home from the races and you think you've stuffed one up yeah dad's dad's always had that role um he's been huge for me both mum and dad and um you know i'm blessed because they were such good drivers themselves and still um you know, such great trainers. So, um, you know, every time, every time I can work on something, and you know, whether it's a good night or a bad night, um, Dad's the first one on the phone on the way home, and we we speak about it. And yeah, they've helped me improve a lot over the years, and continue to do so. So I'm very grateful for that. Mate, you head to Newcastle today, and your first drivers in the second on the card. It's a horse you know well. Feeling lucky. Look, it doesn't have a great deal of form to recommend it for trainer Paul Burke, but it's probably in the right race, Will. Yeah, it's some of its runs, although its form has been out, um, has been okay. And, you know, that draw can work out good or it can work out bad. It depends what luck you get in running. But, I mean, if it runs top four, it wouldn't surprise me. At its best, it, it can feature in a race like that. It's not, not a strong race. Okay, in the fourth on the card, you drive Code Blue and you've got Barrier 1. Does it have the ability to use Barrier 1? No, it should help him. He's got a bit far back the last couple of times I've drove him and um, hasn't gone too bad. So, I mean, if he can just settle a bit closer today, he can also run in the minor money. Fifth on the card, you're driving none greater. Uh, again, you've got a second line Barrier draw and... Some of the favourites here are drawn handy to the speed, so uh, maybe a case of trailing through? Yeah, we'll chase through hard. He's actually going okay, this horse. He was 
had a bit to give at Canberra last start and never got clear at the right time and just probably a weaker race again. Um, you know, he, he's a good chance in that race if he has the luck, but obviously we'll need the splits at the right time. If he gets him, he's a, he's a big chance in that race, actually. In the sixth on the card, you're driving Waiting for Love for Greg Brown, and it won well here last time from a similar barrier. Had barrier three on that occasion. Now, barrier one today, look, there's a couple on there that go okay, but Waiting for Love showed last week, or last start, that under these circumstances, it's a chance in this type of race. Yeah, she sure is. She won in quite good time for her grade um, and was able to was able to, to jump to the front and, you know, run 2.28 last quarter. So if she can get out good enough to hold the front today, um, she should be hard to beat again. You've got to drive for Victorian trainer Kate Hargraves in the next on the card and bulk. Um, look, it's showing a fair bit of ability at, at times. Uh, again, it's a Monday afternoon at Newcastle, so there's not too many champions here. Do you know much about Boak? Yeah, he's, uh, Kate's got a nice three-year-old filly in the Breeders' Challenge. So um, this horse, she's brought a couple down with her while she's here. And he he's, he's run at Penrith. He sort of had every chance, but he, he's probably a little touch disappointing. Um, but was still able to race on speed and... You know, she said that he just would have needed to run that day and it's probably weaker race again today, so we'll probably drive him hard to try and get him there again and hopefully um, he can, you know, bring his best best form and, and should prove hard to beat. Will, you're having your first steer on Cyclone Millie in the last on the card today and second line barrier draw, but comes into one on the second line because the nine is scratched and... I would suggest following the speed may not be the worst for her. She's got a little bit of speed and a little bit of breeding. If they go hard, um, just keeping your nose clean and behaving yourself the first half may not be a disaster. No, that's right. And, you know, without speaking to um, Aaron Gosby yet about her, it's probably fair to say she's probably been a bit disappointing than what she looked like she might have been when she first came over from New Zealand. So he might be just looking for it you know, have a soft run and hit the line today and just improve a bit. But if her best form's good enough, but I just don't know um, how well she's been going. Well, it's a massive week, and Sunday is going to be a really cool day out there at Menangle. Do you have any Breeders' Crown, Breeders' Challenge drives to be jumping on? Yeah, I've been lucky. Um, qualified a nice three-year-old filly called Ludacris on Saturday night, and She'll be competitive in a, in a tough final and um, a horse called El Bandino for, for Ricky Outchin qualified in the three-year-old division. Um, just looks probably a little bit outgraded with some of them star three-year-olds, but um, yeah, hopefully they can draw well and also got um, two four-year-olds for, for Dad and Mare called Beauty Play and Dan Miller who won Saturday night. So really looking forward to the day of racing and some, you know, you know, really good horses going around, so... Um, I'll be grateful to be a part of it. Well, strange question for you, but of course we have lots of greyhound and galloping listeners as well. Is it any different driving at Menangle, and we know they have a Tuesday day meeting every week, is it any different driving at Menangle during the day than it is driving at the regular Saturday night fixture? Do you do anything different? Do you wear different tinted goggles? Is there anything different to the prep or the racing style? 
Yeah, it's probably a different racing style. It's a different class of horse on a Saturday night um, than some of the races on a Tuesday. Um, yeah, um, I guess it's, you know, the more money, more stakes and um, better horses on a Saturday night, probably the same as the Gallopers as you get your midweeks and your Metro meetings. So, um, yeah, there's always different types of preparation, but um, we always like to wear probably clear glasses at night. It's a bit better and... Um, dark glasses through the day with, with the bright sun so um, but the track itself is different to a lot of other tracks but um, it takes a bit to get used to I feel Well what's your best chance of driving a winner because there's Menangle tomorrow of course as well in the next say 30 hours for our Sky Sport Radio listeners Will, who, who wouldn't mind a little bit of a phone account top up over the next 30 hours or so uh, Probably going to go none greater at each way odds, I think he has a bit of luck. He'll be hard to beat today, and probably between non-grader and waiting for love um, today at Newcastle. Mate, we appreciate your time as always, Will. Congratulations on the treble on Saturday night. Good luck this Sunday coming up, and get to Newcastle nice and safe and back again this afternoon. Thanks, Mick. Thanks for having me on. That's Will Rickson, a good young fella um, from an outstanding family. Both his mum and dad were very good drivers and excellent people. And, of course, um, his sisters drive as well. So he has a lot of family heritage to live up to, and he's doing them proud. This man's got a little bit of family heritage. He's got fathers who have driven Miracle Mile, winners and brothers who are leading drivers in America. Luke McCarthy, good morning to you, mate. Um, Look... You produced a horse on Saturday night out of Menangle who I think shocked everybody because we knew she might have been okay, but I keep smiling, Luke, went close to the Australasian record for a mile and did it without even getting next to the marker pegs. Um, She pulled up sensational, so we'll look forward to Sunday now. Did you know or expect her to be this good? Because obviously they improve and weaken off and strengthen at different times of their campaigns. But, you know, Tintin Joe's a pretty good horse and she just sat parked outside her and smashed her. Yeah, look, she works like a real good horse, Nick. It's, um, you know, had a fantastic record. Mark, you had done a big job with her early and she just, now she's had a couple of runs at Menangle. She just really adapted well to the racing there and I sort of was happy to... You know, I didn't sort of use her off the gate and if I could have sort of found a spot, but we ended up outside the leader and, you know, just when I whistled her up at the birdcage, she just went into another gear. So she probably even surprised me. You know, not many horses, let alone three-year-old fillies, can do that at an angle. One would suggest, Luke, she's going to go on to become a pretty good mare, whether it's a four-year-old or even an open-class mare, because... They don't need to go much quicker than 149.9 in Mia's races to be competitive in just about anything. Yeah, she's a beautiful filly, Nick, and, you know, really well-bred and big, strong filly. So, you know, it's still going to be hard on Sunday. I think Major Delight, you know, she's a beautiful, big, strong filly too. But they, them two look the clear top two seeds at the moment. Mate, you had... Waratah Lu uh, also qualified for the three-year-old boys final and look I thought he was okay is, is he one of those horses Luke where he's in the final like many horses this week and maybe just maybe they can't win or they might need some luck to win but you qualify you get to the finals and you go around and and 
try your best to try and get the the biggest money you can for the owners. Yeah, look, he's a nice little sneak him and the other fellow sweet up, but they they're not they can't win. But you know, if they get the right draw, they could run a place. And you know, they're the sort of horses that'll go on and win a couple hundred grand in their career. They're not as good as them top seed ones, but they're still really nice horses to have in the stable, and yeah, we'll go on and do a good job. You talked about Sweetheart Bart. He ran second to Better Be the Best uh, in his semi-final on Saturday. You were in Victoria last week. You were obviously part of the Victoria Derby. You know the quality of these three-year-olds extremely well. I've got an inkling Better Be the Best might even end up being the best of these three-year-olds. He seems to be a very, very good, robust tough, open-class, free-for-all horse in the making. What do you make of Better Be the Best? Because you've seen quite a bit of him now. Oh, for sure. He's got Grand Circuit written all over him, and Nathan's done such a good job you know, managing him through and hasn't over-raced him, you know, elected to dodge the Eureka, which I think was a great idea, um, you know, to get him ready for this series. And, you know, he, he, yeah, he can do work. He's quick. So, yeah, he's... he's Really good horse, and you'd think you'll just keep developing into a grand circuit horse. Looking forward to Sunday, Luke. What other horses do you and Belinda, your wife, of course, who is the, the official trainer out there at Colbury, what do you guys have in for Sunday? Um, Spirit St. Louis will go around in the free-for-all. He's, um, he was very unlucky in the Vic Cup and pulled up good. Him and Alder Alino we nominated for the free-for-all. We've nominated about three for the up to 95. A horse called Roll-Up went in 50 last week. Uh, danger zone, a couple of handy ones there, and, and then just the sort of the ones through the Breeders' Challenge, all place chances, except, you know, the the fillies, you know, she, she'll be a good chance. Talk about the open class ranks. You've got those two nominated for this week. What, what about horses like, and I'm not sure where some of these are, so we're going to ask for the punters, um, Expensive Ego, Bondi Lockdown, um, there's a few more floating around out there. So, so what about the rest of the open class team? What are they looking to do, and when do we see them? Yeah, well, Bondi and Ego had a really good spell after Queensland, so they're in no rush. But um, yeah, uh, Ego will be back around Christmas time and just keep him to Menangle, and then he'll actually go to America next year. And Bondi's, yeah, he's probably only a couple of weeks off a trial. Um, can't find a better man's trialing this week. He's set for the Inters. And then a few of the old fellas, Max Shard and Cash and Play, they're sort of, yeah, they'll be back racing in a week or two. Mate, you've got Spirit of St. Louis, as you mentioned, in this Sunday, and I know he is almost certain to go to a New Zealand Trotting Cup. What do you make of the challenge of the New Zealand Trotting Cup? You've had a crack at it, the family's had a crack at it. I think Cobbity Classic might have run second in one one year. Is it? one of the hardest races to win, particularly these days, because the best Australian horses get so little two-mile and or standing start practice. Yeah, I think any race at that level's hard to win, Mick, and, you know, if you've got the right horse, like I said, Comedy run second for a reason, run third, you know, not many Aussie horses have really gone and had a crack at it to get a true gauge, but, yeah, the competition's always so good in New Zealand, and but, you know, we feel Lewis, he steps good. He's, you know, he's got such good speed and, you know, just be great to be a part of the race and I'm sure he'd, he'd be a major chance. Luke, would he therefore, after that, continue on to the Inter-Dominion or, as we've seen a little bit with him last year, maybe the series format doesn't bring out the best in him? Well, I think you couldn't do both, Mick. It'd be too much on their plate. So if he goes to New Zealand, which looks like that's the way we want to go, 
you know, he could miss the inners and just have a freshen up and get set for sort of all them cup races that he won in Melbourne the year before, you know, Benningo and Ballarat and all them sort of Hunter Cup style races through late summer. Okay, so would you be heading to New Zealand to drive in the New Zealand Cup again? No, Jack drives him, Mick, and he, look, he's done such a good job on him and gets on so well for the horse, so he, he, he sticks with him. Okay, would you make the trip, or was Jack in charge? Uh, we'll see how we're going. Um, but to be fair, Jack does all the work with the horse, and he knows him back to front, so I'd say Jack will just go with him. Well, I'm sure that makes Jack Callaghan a very happy young man because he does enjoy a trip, and uh, yeah, he's done a super job with this horse. Hey, Luke, thanks for your time, mate. Um, good luck to you and Belinda with the barrier draws at noon today, and of course, over the big week, uh, what's going to be a super Sunday at Manangle. Yep, thanks very much, Mick. That's Luke McCarthy. Good to get the updates there on a whole bunch of horses of theirs, but they had a filly, so the Breeders' Challenge semi-finals were at Menangle. If you don't follow the harness racing, at Menangle, if they break 150 for the mile, they are flying. Um, in the first semi-final, Major Delight didn't need to because she controlled the race, but in the second semi-final, uh, Belinda and Luke produced I Keep Smiling and she went 149.9 so just a tick outside the Australasian three-year-old fillies mark. Real pleasure for us today on On The Pace to talk to New Zealand's most successful ever harness racing driver Tony Hurley. Tony I believe you're at Ashburton what sort of day do they have down there on Labour Day Monday in New Zealand as I say good afternoon to you. Uh, yeah g'day Mick I um no, it's beautiful. It looks like a beautiful day here, Mick. Um, yeah, pretty. Plenty of sunshine, so yeah, no, very nice. But you're driving a horse today um, who everybody in Australasia knows. He, he's a wonderful, wonderful horse and self assured. And some people would think, well, hold on, doesn't Mark Purden or Natalie Rasmussen or some of those sort of people drive a self assured horses? But there's a, there's a bit of suspensions going on in New Zealand and. You've ended up on one of the lovely old war horses of Australasian racing. Can he win the flying stakes, which goes Sydney time just after 2 p.m.? Uh, yeah, he could have he's at his best. And, and Mark said he's kept improving. I was talking to Mark this morning. He's kept improving. But um, yeah, I think he does rate a cooter higher than, than him at this stage. But um, he's such a great flying horse. And, he has a bit more luck than Akuta and a couple of the others. Well, he's certainly has a fighting chance, I think, mate. What do you make of Akuta? Because he was very good. He's been great his whole career, but he was very good last campaign. He looks to me, Tony, like maybe he's strengthened up and, and maybe he just might be the best of these New Zealand paces. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Mac. Um, I think yeah, everything's been fair. He's, seems he's got high speed and he's got stamina, so he's sort of got everything in his in his game, and um, yeah, and he seems very well at the moment, apparently, so um, yeah, should take a lot of beating with a bit of luck. Tony, big shock down there today, Millwood Nike, who's New Zealand's best filly, had 15 wins in a row, she's been scratched out of a race today, so um, you're driving love struck in that race, and I suppose for drivers, the, um, well, it's, it's a relief, and I suppose the attitude to the race changes, because most drivers would have gone out there thinking they probably couldn't beat Millwood Nike, she's one of the better fillies I've seen. Yeah, yeah, she certainly is strong, Mick. Um, yeah, it would have been a, a great race to watch, especially from her from a bad draw. She would have had to do a bit of work over the sprint distance, but in saying that, um, yeah, I think that the others are fairly even sort of after that, Mick, really. There's a few nice fillies there, obviously, but um, she certainly stood out, um, Millwood Nike, for sure. 
Tony, your first drive for the day comes in race five. It's a really strong two-year-old size stakes. You're driving for Barry Purden and Scott Phelan, and of course, you made your name driving for Barry and Roy Purden over the last 30-odd years, maybe longer, right back to, to Chokin and those sort of horses. A lot of people would wonder why you don't drive for him as much when they're Australians, because they, they, they would not know the dynamics of it over there. Obviously, you train your own team these days, so you have to drive some of those, and and Barry and Scott not only have Scott, but of course Zach Butcher driving for them. So it's not very often we see you in the famous Barry Putin colours these days. No, like you say, Mick, I was, I was grateful to get the chance that they certainly gave me. And um, yeah, and I've got my own own team of horses, as you know, and um, and um, have to stick with them, obviously. And um, yeah, so it pays away. But uh, no, but it's great to have a with Zach. Zachary been put out for a couple of days. I um, got a couple of drives of his, and yeah, and, and they're lovely horses. Um, the two of them, I've uh, I haven't driven Cold Chisel before, but he's he's a very nice two year old. But um, like you say, with Vessel and a couple of the others drawn inside us, it's going to be not an easy race for him. But hopefully, he gets through it to get into the final the size stakes. With these two year old races in New Zealand, Tony, it seems to be that. Um, barrier draws are everything, particularly for this crop. It's, it's so they go so fast over there. It's it's really hard to come from back in the field if you have no luck and still win. Yeah, yeah. And Ashburton's a big track, but in saying that, they do take a bit of catching on it. Like you say, with Besson drawn good, and a couple of the others there, they'll probably they, you know they could go one fifty three or four around here if they if they cut loose a little bit. And um, yeah, so it'll take a bit of catching. But um, he's a, he's a lovely horse, Colt Chisel. He's done a great job so far. Tony, you drive a good three-year-old filly in race seven today. Um, horse called Walking on Sunshine. She's naturally quick off the gate. She likes to roll along. I would have thought this 1,700 metres around Ashburton, from her good draw, she'll be awfully hard to catch. Yeah, yeah. She went very good last start at uh, Invercargill, won really strongly and um, went better than she did the start before sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so she seems very forward um, and probably her... The, the hardest one to beat um, during the second row goal, Bullion, I think it is, of Bob Butts. And, um, so over the, over the sprint distance, like you say, she's got good gate speed and, and likes to roll along, so um, hopefully she'll get her opportunity. Tony, the open class trot today is over 1,700 metres. We'll discuss it in a second, but you chose not to line up your stable star, Bolt for Brilliance. Um, he's back from an injury last year, which maybe robbed him of a potential inter-dominion winning chance. Must be great to have him back, and, and why is he not in today, and when do we see him next? Um, yeah, he probably races on the 3rd of November again at um, Eddington. Um, it was just a bit too big ass to race again today. Uh, it had been three weeks in a row, and coming from his from his um, setback and what have you, and his time off, and um, so uh, we we thought we might be best missing here, and this head, head back to Eddington in a couple of weeks' time. Now, that race today sees Muscle Mountain starting long odds on, but Oscar Bonavina seemed to beat him fair and square last start. That, that surprised me. Did it surprise you? Yeah, it did surprise me. I was driving in the race. I thought we were all sort of driving for second, the way sort of the sectionals were going and what have you. So, um, yeah, and to be fair to um, Muscle Mountain, I think he did sort of knock off a bit up the straight there. He looked like he sort of was goofing around a wee bit so um, with, a, with these horses around him he might be a bit, bit more competitive when they're up and having a bit of a look at him and 
But if Oscar gets the right right trip again, he could he could come over the top again because he's a very fast little horse and seems to be seems to be in his best best at the moment that he's ever been in for a long time sort of thing. So when he's at his best, he's a very smart horse too. Tony, it's three weeks tomorrow till New Zealand Cup Day, and the calendar's changed so much. We all used to live by the same calendar, and the Miracle Mile used to be in March, and also used to be in November, and now it's in March, and there's so many different moving parts to things. The Inter-Dominions have changed around. As a New Zealander, uh, and as somebody who's won the race, I think, three times, is New Zealand Cup Week still the biggest thing in New Zealand harness racing, or... With all the changes in sire stakes and different types of races coming around, does it does it not mean as much as it used to? Uh, I wouldn't say that, Mick. I think it's still like our pinnacle is to be on there on New Zealand Cup Day, and it depends on the age group racing now that's there. It used to be the sire stakes. I'm just like you say, I can't even uh, work out. I know the two year olds will be there, the, which would have been three year olds in the old time. So um, yeah, it's still a very big big occasion and. And I think to most Kiwis, if they can get a winner on New Zealand Cup Day or New Zealand Cup Week, um, that that's probably still the, one of the highest pinnacles, you know, um, to reach for with a trotter or pacer. So um, it's still very strong, a very strong racing, and it's very competitive. You talk about pinnacles. You've won Inter-Dominion trotting finals. You've won, obviously, Miracle Miles. You've won Victoria Cups and Hunter Cups. You've won an enormous array of big races in Australia. You haven't won an Inter-Dominion pacing final, Tony, um, and you're closer to 60 than you are to 40 these days, and I might have made some of those numbers up. Is it, is it the big race you would still like to win, give it a chance, or, or is there another race in Australia that, that you've always loved? Is there another race, if I said to you, you can have any race in Australia, back in Australia, any race they have there you'd love to win, uh, what would it be? Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it would still be the the, the pacing grand final, I think. Um, to be fair, it probably hasn't quite got what it used to have when we're back in our heyday, you know. And For some reason, I'm just not sure whether it's, there's not so many Kiwi horses go for it or, or what they used to. You know, one time you'd go to Melbourne with a be. 10 Kiwi paces there sort of thing in the, in the heats leading up to and try and get into the final. and Yeah, so it's, there's so much more racing around and different sort of racing, so it's um, you made it a bit more awkward to sort of place place in, in certain ways, you know, like it's come a lot closer to our cup week than it, than it used to be, as you know, and so it makes it tougher on the horses, obviously, with travel. Tony, what's your best chance for our Sky Sport radio listeners, most of whom are in New South Wales, but right around Australia listening on the app? What's your best chance of driving a winner today? Because it's been a long weekend. Tony, it's a busy time coming up the next month. We all want to go for a beer and enjoy ourselves, and therefore we're going to need some money. Yeah, um, probably the trotting filly's got a really good chance. Um, um, she's... She's probably the the one, but I I think to be fair, I've got five nice drives, and I think a dollar each way on five of them would, wouldn't go astray, Mick. Okay, Tony, I'm not sure many of our punters have a dollar each way, but we'll take your advice. <laughs> Whatever units people find resp- res- uh, res- responsible to gamble with. Hey, mate, thanks for your time today, and um, good luck. Looking forward to seeing you on uh, on Ash Burton's big day on Sky Sport Television or, or Sky Channel later on today because they'll be having full coverage. Thanks, Tony. Thanks very much, Mick. Cheers. One, good luck, guys. 
One of the champions of the game, Tony Hurley, New Zealand's leading ever driver. He's won Miracle Miles with Christopher Vance. He won two of them with Choken. He's won numerous Inter-Dominion trotting finals, including one of the great races of all time with Pride of Petite. He's won Hunter Cups. He's won Victoria Cups. Uh, and today he spins around at Ashburton. So a holiday over there in New Zealand and therefore... Good racing on. His best drivers in race seven. That's at uh, 12.49. So 12.49 and tab.com.au giving you $5 for walking on sunshine. Later on, Muscle Mountain Races and Akuta, both the race in the green colours of Ian Dobson, who owned Christian Cullum. Ian passed away last week. He was laid to rest on Thursday in Christchurch. And he has a cooter and muscle mountain racing for now his estate and his colours today out of Ashburton. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us here on Sky Sports Radio's On The Pace this morning. The barrier draws for Super Sunday coming up this week at Menango. It's a massive day. Barriers done at noon and you can pop along there on Sunday. Free entry, family day. The kids will be looked after and a Sunday afternoon of harness racing coming up in, at Manangle. Myself and Brittany Graham will take you through the ins and outs of that over the next four or five days here on Sky Sports Radio. The next one of those, with On The Pace, will be at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.